Hello, everybody. Today's guest is Joe Byers. Joe is the ho- podcast host of Hot Breath Podcast, Learning Comedy from the Pros, and he is also a stand-up comedian and a, a writer for Comedy Central, and he's a YouTuber. And Joe has a stand-up comedy special called The Trophy Husband. Please welcome the amazing Joel Byers. Dustin, it is my privilege to be here, my friend. Yeah. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Very excited to have you on. So I start off every episode by asking the comedian, what's the worst heckler you have ever had? Oh, there's been so many heckles. <laughs> um, yeah. Which you will learn when you get yeah. off the Zoom shows and you start yeah. doing live shows. I actually had, um, well, um, a few people, like, interrupt me during my Zoom shows. And one guy, um, like, called <laughs> me. I did a joke about how I have autism. And then this guy was like, oh, stupid autistic kid. Okay, so you have been heckled. Okay. Yeah, and the thing was, like, I... That was after my gig, so I was just, like, reviewing everything I was doing. So I was just writing everything down, like, some stuff I added. And then I just heard, stupid autistic kid. And I don't even know why. Like, I didn't even get offended. Wow. Because it was just, All like, right. um, Dave Chappelle has a joke about, is something so racist you don't get offended? That was, like, so <laughs> offensive, I didn't get offended. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, you've, you've got yeah. the uh, the Teflon coding it requires yeah. to be a comedian, so yeah. kudos to you, Dustin. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've been heckled so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been booed. Mm-hmm. I think maybe booing is the worst heckle mm-hmm. I've gotten. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. I got booed at a nightclub that was mm-hmm. called Taboo, mm-hmm. so that's probably my fault for going yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it, it was a nightclub. The set mm-hmm. wasn't going well. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. in the back booed, and then mm-hmm. it gradually mm-hmm. spread throughout the audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started booing them back, and that was uh, that was uh, one of the several bombing experiences I've had, but yeah. that was a fun boo time for yeah. sure. Oh, you only bombed seven times? No, 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 no. That was like one of the several bombings I've had, I'm saying. Oh, bombings. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. several times. Not seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard about those times, like, someone gets heckled by a celebrity? I, like... I feel like I've heard something about that. Like, someone did a Justin Bieber joke, and then Justin Bieber was in the back of the room. No, hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm yeah. not sure about that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, um, speaking of, like, hecklers, so you were on the road a lot before COVID. One of, what are some of your craziest stories being on the road? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these questions are so nostalgic. Thank yeah. you for bringing up the positive yeah. things of being a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've the road is so crazy. I mean, I performed at one place mm-hmm. in Florida that was an oyster bar known for its hamburgers. Mm-hmm. And I thought what I was going into was a door deal, mm-hmm. which means that we split the door mm-hmm. with the booker and then I get yeah. the other part of the door. And mm-hmm. then he um, decided to notify me when I got there that the door was by donation. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a cover charge. It okay. was just what people felt like donating to from this oyster bar comedy mm-hmm. show, which was not a lot. Um, I ended up losing money on that trip, but that's all part of the learning experience yeah. of mm-hmm. being on the road. Mm-hmm. But I was headlining, so mm-hmm. 
I got a lot of stage time out of it, mm-hmm. and it's just part of learning the ropes yeah. as a comedian. Mm-hmm. Is you do a lot of learning mm-hmm. by yeah. doing, and mm-hmm. that was one of, example of that. Yeah. Um, the vote sort of, I've like sort of like, it sounds sort of like so fun, but like sad at the same time. Because <laughs> I hear a lot of times like you're away from everyone, like, sure, a little road trip is fun, but doing that like 365 days a year ain't exactly the best then. But mm-hmm. like, I sort of, I like to travel a lot, but I'm not gonna say too much because I haven't traveled like 365 days in a year right yeah Mm -hmm. and it's i think it's something that a lot of those rough road stories Mm -hmm. of comedy condos Mm -hmm. and the dive bars i mean i think that'll Mm -hmm. still exist but Mm -hmm. i think that the future of comedy is you building an audience Mm -hmm. online and then you going to tour around to Mm -hmm. perform for that audience Mm -hmm. like you can do virtual shows Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. and get paid to do them without having Mm -hmm. to hit the road i mean Mm -hmm. there's so many different avenues now but Mm -hmm. i do believe Mm -hmm. especially for the next generation of comedians like you dustin Mm -hmm. is you're building an online Mm -hmm. audience an online community an online fan base Mm -hmm. and then you just go to the cities that they're in yeah and that Mm -hmm. becomes more of the road now Mm -hmm. those old school road stories that i know i mean tom rhodes who we both had on our show no one knows the road better than him Mm -hmm. and i mean that's that old school grind of you're living on the road Mm -hmm. And I think you can still do that, but I don't think it's as necessary as it yeah. used to be. Yeah, well, I don't even think that Tom Rhodes was on the road, like, because he, well, literally, like, he was just in the sky all the time, because, like, he went to other yeah. countries. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he was just in planes. comedian in yeah. the world, I believe. Yeah, like, I, like, um, always find it sort of cool, like, these comedians will go to, like, these crazy places to perform, and it sounds so fun. Oh, yeah. Comedy's fun. Yeah. Comedy is mm-hmm. fun at the end of mm-hmm. the day. Yeah. I mean, even when it's bad, it's mm-hmm. still fun. And yeah. I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And yeah. all these experiences, mm-hmm. I mean, I've performed on public buses. Mm-hmm. I've performed yeah. on sidewalks. I've performed at strip clubs. I mean, I've, I've performed <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And it's all been part of the journey yeah. and honing the craft. Because yeah. really the best way to learn comedy mm-hmm. is by doing it mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Comedy yeah. is a language, and you've got to be on stage mm-hmm. yeah. to really learn it and mm-hmm. grasp it and to mm-hmm. find your voice. Mm-hmm. And that's just it's part of yeah. the hustle. It's part mm-hmm. of the game. And that's why mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do comedy, or a lot of people quit comedy, because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is work? You're going to have to yeah. try for a long time before something happens? Yeah, so, well, yeah. I prefer, like, I like it. Like, I don't like all of it, but I've been writing jokes for about a year now. Well, seven, mm-hmm. almost two years now. And something I, I just like, I actually like writing jokes because, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't know, like, it's not the a lot of times fun during the process, but that finished product, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes mm-hmm. from Christopher Titus was mm-hmm. that he said, I hate writing, but love having written. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is such, that mm-hmm. resonates so much with mm-hmm. me. And yeah. that's why I do, I do a daily writing mm-hmm. club on Facebook mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. every day at 10 a.m., yeah. I get online and we do, mm-hmm. we get a new word and write a new joke in 10 minutes. And yeah. it's just to wake up and write mm-hmm. a new joke to get the day yeah. going because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to sit down and force yourself mm-hmm. to yeah. write, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah. I'll probably do that in the summer, but I'm, I have school at 10 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. 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 You got to see yeah. whenever you're ready, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I'm sort of, I'm trying again the habit of writing every day. Um, the longest I've, Ben that I counted was eight days in a row writing a joke. 
Um, Great. But I'm usually, like, it's three days in a row, and then I do a day off. Um, so I'm doing that right now. That's great. Yeah, it's yeah. all about consistency. You know, yeah. writing is a muscle, mm-hmm. and the more yeah. you write, the mm-hmm. stronger that yeah. muscle gets. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of repetition. And yeah. I mean, I've, I've interviewed comics 30 years into the game. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I'll write 20 jokes and maybe keep one of them. Yeah. So really, comedy writing is a law yeah. of just writing a lot and then keeping yeah. a little. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. Like, it's sort of crazy. Like, something I noticed is that um, I think uh, usually comedians at most um, have a Netflix comedy special once every two years. I've never seen it to um, a year, and then uh, the next year they do it, but think about a lot of times the specials are, like, an hour to an hour and a half. Imagine, that's only probably one-tenth of, at least one-tenth of their material. Like, around Oh, that. that they had to go through, yeah, one yeah. hour to, like, worth, of like, 20 hours of failure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys are mm-hmm. on the road working that hour out, yeah. like, mm-hmm. a lot before it mm-hmm. becomes the final product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I've started to be thinking about sort of, like, the future of comedy, like, being on the mm-hmm. road. I feel like I, like, there's just gonna be, like, everyone, I feel, I think it's gonna be easier, like, in 30 years from now when everyone, like, has a Tesla, that would be cool. Like, like you just send there writing a joke, and then the very few rich comedians, like, like future Bill Burr and everyone, are just in their um like Tesla like vans or whatever, and they just have like a, like they have a house in there. Yeah, it's gonna be like VR. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be virtual reality comedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what is next, Dustin? You're the next generation. Yeah, what yeah. do you see? What do you see? Um. I think I don't really know. I hope comedy isn't going to get a lot. It's sort of going to be hard because a lot of times comedy is getting like you can't do as many offensive jokes anymore. Like you can't be Sam Kennison nowadays. Um, hmm. you, don't, you don't think so? Well, I mean, I hope you can, but like a lot of times political correctness. Yeah, but then, you know, one of your favorites, Bill Burr, you yeah. know, he, he powers yeah. through that. If it's funny, it's funny. Like, yeah. it's, it's got to be yeah. funny, and that's mm-hmm. how people like Bill Burr get away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because it's funny yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that trumps mm-hmm. everything else about mm-hmm. how yeah. controversial it is. If it's funny, yeah. mm-hmm. then it'll break through the noise. Okay, good, good. Now, now I have some yeah. more hope. Um, Like, I think the future yeah. of comedy is going to be... I actually have no real... All I know is that... Hmm... I think a lot of it's going to be more online, like, the, a lot of it, um, maybe, so, I think being virtual is going to become a real thing of it, like, how we do all these virtual things, I think that's going to be, like, one-third of stand-up comedy when we get in the future, like, oh. if people, like, are sick or something, I don't know, I feel like something like that would happen. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah, yeah. I don't see virtual shows going anywhere when live yeah. shows start mm-hmm. coming yeah. back, I think it's part of the, the industry now. Yeah. So, um, speaking of about how low early you were talking about comedians on your podcast, how are you able to get all these professional comedians on your podcast? I mean, I could ask you the same thing, Dustin. I, I mean, we have similar guests. Well, yeah, well, you know? yeah. okay. You know, um, I mean, yeah. you just, you never know till you ask, yeah. you know? I mean, like mm-hmm. Andrew Schultz and... Mm-hmm. Mark Norman and Jeff Foxworthy mm-hmm. and, like, Cedric the Entertainer, mm-hmm. like, all these comics came through, a lot of it asking mm-hmm. or 
doing a good mm-hmm. show, like your show, mm-hmm. like you do research on your mm-hmm. guests. Yeah. You you value the, mm-hmm. the comics time. Like mm-hmm. you're doing yeah. this podcast for a reason. Yeah. And you're doing a service to comedians mm-hmm. and the industry at large. So mm-hmm. like it's a quality show that people will want to come yeah. on. And when you interview people like like a Tom Rhodes mm-hmm. yeah. who knows a lot of other comics, like you're more likely to get a referral mm-hmm. because you put on a good uh, interview, you do yeah. a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So referrals can help. But a lot of it, I mean, I've done over 300 interviews now, mm-hmm, but yeah. I've been doing the podcast, you know, basically like five, mm-hmm. five and a half years mm-hmm. now. So it's been a lot of consistency, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. trial and error, mm-hmm. and a lot of just reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's social media, mm-hmm. sometimes it's on their website, sometimes mm-hmm. it's through their management, sometimes mm-hmm. I go to watch them live mm-hmm. and ask. Yeah. It's, there's no one way to book these people, yeah. but mm-hmm. the number one way to really book quality guests mm-hmm. is to have a quality show. Okay. So make sure your show mm-hmm. is quality and it mm-hmm. will attract quality guests. Okay. Because I was wondering, like, how the first place, like, you even get, like, Andrew Shows and Mark Norman on. Like, like you, like, well, I, so, well, I sort of know Mark Norman. I've texted him a few times through Facebook. But, yeah. like, it's sort of, like, crazy how you get all these professional comedians on your podcast. It's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of, it's kind of mm-hmm. like when you watch, you see like a comedian who's super mm-hmm. good and you're like, wow, that's crazy. They're that good. It's like, well, they mm-hmm. did a lot of work to yeah. get there, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. just like your show, I research my guests mm-hmm. a lot. I value their time mm-hmm. and I make sure that I put on a good show yeah. so that they're willing to tell other people yeah. and willing to come back. You yeah. know, I've had Mark Norman on the show three times now, wow. you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's just asking mm-hmm, yeah i mean dustin you have such a unique angle in this as well i mean mm-hmm. you're a young kid mm-hmm. you're 12 mm-hmm. correct yeah 12 yeah so i mean you're 12 you're mm-hmm. doing this mm-hmm. awesome podcast you're creating your own content you have such a unique angle that mm-hmm. i think you you said you had, i heard you on andrew stanley's episode who uh, mm-hmm. i'm a good friend with mm-hmm. we we've, nice. um we've known we've crossed paths a lot and mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned messaging Bill Burr for comedy advice. Yeah, I actually, that was a hard one. Like, I had to, like, work hours at it. At one point, I thought of trying to get to him through his wife. No. Well, then how'd you get through to him? <laughs> um, I know this other comedian. I took this course of comedy, mm-hmm. and there was, like, a guest person there that I knew. Like, I've watched him perform, and we know each other. Do you know who Bob Sheehy is? I don't know Bob, no. Okay, so um, he um was Facebook friends with him with Bilbo, so I was like, "Hi, Bob." Um, I um, if you how like I I forget exactly how I worded it. I was like, "Oh yeah, um, I messaged Bilbo a while back, but I know he like has like probably a bl- like his manager like like prevents stuff from going through his feed." So I was wondering if you could like sh- show me like if you could um like like message him through facebook because he's facebook friends with him so i could so i could pick his brain a little bit and he was like oh okay sure so that was fun that's awesome yeah and mm-hmm. you being up in the boston area mm-hmm. yeah. all those boston guys you know bill burr mm-hmm. like i think bobby kelly mm-hmm. came up in the boston um, area I think. bobby kelly is that the robert wait. kelly oh okay yeah i always get oh, that do you, not, you don't know robert Ke- it's um yeah i know kelly. him but i always get confused because I've only learned a little bit ago that Bob means Rob. No. I never knew that, like, until, like, two weeks ago. And I, and it was, like, I, it was, like, in, like, the eighth, like, the eighth wonder of the world for me. Yeah, I think you have such a unique angle on this podcasting mm-hmm. game as being a kid doing stand-up and wanting yeah. to learn from professionals, yeah. you know. 
I think asking mm-hmm. never hurts. So yeah. no mm-hmm. no guest is too big to ask. I mean, yeah. Jeff Fox really took me like four years to mm-hmm. actually yeah. get on the show. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. said, it was a lot of work to get Bill Burr to respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took me four years mm-hmm. to get Jeff Fox wow. right. Like it, it's not overnight, Yeah. but I planted that seed. And then over time, it just, mm-hmm. we just kept being in touch and touching. And eventually we were able to land it. How so um, I kept did- putting out a show, being um, quality, being mm-hmm. consistent, and it paid off. Okay, that's so cool. So, um, yeah, so, um, so something about your podcast is, um, what's the, nu- you interview 300 plus stand-up comedians, so what's mm-hmm. the number one p- piece of advice a comedian has ever t- told you? The most popular advice, and I love, we, we ask, like, similar questions in some, mm-hmm. I yeah. always ask comics their worst bombing story, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I always close the shows with their favorite comedy advice. Okay. And the number one piece of advice over 300 interviews I've gotten is you've got to get on stage. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to get on stage. You can take classes. You can learn the fundamentals. You have to get on stage. Mm-hmm. That is where you learn the craft of comedy is on okay. that stage in front of an audience. So, um, like, do you, like, does it count as, like, performing, like, like, just get on stage count, and, like, even if you're just performing to one person, like, even, like, sometimes I practice to my mom my jokes, like, yeah. I'm just, like, seeing if that works. Does that also sort of count as performing? I think, I think it definitely counts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That I means I'm perform- definitely count. I mean, I've done shows where mm-hmm. there's two people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. in a room that holds mm-hmm. 80, and there's two mm-hmm. people in the yeah. front row, mm-hmm. like, so, yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. think that's good repetition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, like, you'll want to start... Mm-hmm getting on stage mm-hmm. with a microphone, with mm-hmm. a spotlight. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at your age, I know you can't get into all the comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. You can produce your own shows. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to mm-hmm. see a kid that's hosting their own stand-up comedy yeah. show? And when it comes to stage time, hosting mm-hmm. is the best way to get mm-hmm. as much stage yeah. time as quickly as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. What I so do... Great. Yeah, what I usually do is, like, I practice on my mom, and then if it's good, like, because uh, I have done, a, like... 10 gigs this year I've done, and then I'm going to bring the good jokes that I practiced in front of my family to the stage. That's what I do, um, the best jokes I do. Um, so, yeah, um, your advice has actually helped me get on stage a while back. Oh, great. Wait, have you, have you done a live? Um, been live? Well, I did it. I'm only, um, I've done it virtually because um, a lot of the clubs, I live in Boston, so a lot of the clubs are, clubs are like, in, like, New York, L.A., but um, mm-hmm. when um, the comedy, the, I, I forget, the comedy studio, yeah, the comedy studio, when that opens back up, then they will actually um, let me go to the open mics to perform. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. I think Zoom shows are great repetition. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you get good feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's better mm-hmm. than nothing. Mm-hmm. I do think Zoom shows yeah. are better than nothing. So you can still get that mm-hmm. audience feedback mm-hmm. on your material yeah. because that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Com- you think a lot of people think it's just writing and performing, mm-hmm. but it's actually writing, performing, reviewing mm-hmm. that yeah. set, and then mm-hmm. refining yeah. that set mm-hmm. yeah. based on the results. Yeah, that's actually the advice that um Bill Burr gave me, like record all of your sets. And yeah, I've started to do that like um a little bit ago. Like I'd have someone record me and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crucial. Reviewing your set is mm-hmm. so yeah. crucial. Mm-hmm. 
And I count that as writing. So even if yeah. I don't like sit down and write mm -hmm. for an hour, if I review one of my sets, I count that as writing. You yeah. find new punchlines, you find ways to edit mm -hmm. your material. You really find new angles on mm -hmm. your material just in reviewing yeah. previous mm -hmm. sets. Yeah. So, um, yeah, speaking of writing, you wrote for Comedy Central. What was that like? Oh, it was amazing. I actually mm -hmm. went up to Just for Laughs. It was okay. for their first season of Roast Battle. Okay. And I went up there and wrote for Miss Pat, mm -hmm. who was in the first season of Roast Battle. And it was so cool. I mean, it was cool to do that mm -hmm. and to get to go to JFL. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was all the best part was like being in the green rooms and mm -hmm. like just standing there and like you're like, oh, that's John Mulaney and Judd Apatow oh, just yeah. talking. And it's like, but it's it's like. You realize that every they're all everyone's just comics. Yeah. Everyone's just people. Like when you start yeah. to meet these people, and I've learned that from interviewing, like quote celebrity comedians, yeah. it's like, oh, they're I mean they're just they're just people. They're just like comics. They like funny things and like yeah. hanging out, you know. Yeah. So it that was the most eye opening thing for mm -hmm. me. It was a good yeah. experience, but that mm -hmm. was like a good just reality check of mm -hmm. like, oh, I can be amongst these comics. I do yeah. feel comfortable here. I'm not yeah. like star struggle. Like what do I do? It's like yeah. oh, I belong here. Yeah. That was a big part of like my mindset yeah. in comedy yeah because a lot of times like i've sort of um felt like that before but then like you sort of like oh yeah like comics um i learned that they have a close bond like more than like jerry seinfeld said i can meet this dutch comic in the and we just talked for the first five minutes i feel like i know him more than anyone i've ever met before <laughs> and yeah it's honestly sort of true like they are just you know it's a lot different than just, like, regular people. Well, not regular people, but it's a lot different. Regular people. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Civilians, but, yeah. yeah. But it's just a lot different than just, like, talking to, like, other people. I meant other people that aren't comedians. It's different. Yeah. There, there's a, it, like I said, comedy is a language, you know? Yeah. And we have a camaraderie as mm -hmm. comics that there's just, like, this shorthand that we... We speak comedian. You know, that's yeah. why Seinfeld mm -hmm. has, like, only comics basically on his com yeah. comedians mm -hmm. and cars talking coffee. Yeah. He just enjoys talking to comedians more than any anyone. And yeah. that's, I, I mean, I, it's more fun to talk to yeah. comedians. Mm -hmm. You know, we can joke around more mm -hmm. and we do just look at the world differently. Yeah. And the pursuit of being mm -hmm. a comedian is mm -hmm. such, mm -hmm. it's just such a misunderstood journey mm -hmm. and there's a lot of mm -hmm. things no other no one would understand unless mm -hmm. you are in the comedy yeah. game mm -hmm. so yeah. when you have that camaraderie and that connection with other people that mm -hmm. are in this journey and on mm -hmm. this grind with you mm -hmm. there's just an instant respect factor yeah they're like oh you're willing to get up there too this mm -hmm. is like people's biggest fear and you're willing mm -hmm. to do this yeah. night after night and fail mm -hmm. and learn and mm -hmm. all of that mm -hmm. it's like yeah we're we're in this together and i yeah. think there's an old there's an old way in comedy that it's been competitive and negative mm -hmm. and what i'm really open to cultivate with my podcast hot breath and the online mm -hmm. community and all the comedians involved in it is this positive and supportive environment yeah. to yeah. just get good at comedy mm -hmm. together because yeah. i when i started 11 years ago i was alone and confused mm -hmm. and there was mm -hmm. no support and mm -hmm. i just had to figure it out mm -hmm. and it was yeah. a lot of ups and downs mm -hmm. and a lot of wasted energy mm -hmm. of yeah why not me and why did so-and-so get such and such and mm -hmm. just if i just focused on just the craft and just getting mm -hmm. good not mm -hmm. worrying about anything else yeah then mm -hmm. i feel like i would have developed a lot mm -hmm. faster yeah. i have no regrets but i do think for the next generation of comics uh like yourself mm -hmm. and comedians in the hot breath of verse 
Mm-hmm. That I think if we can just be positive and supportive mm-hmm. yeah. and just put in the work, mm-hmm. that it'll be all better for comedy in the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, yeah. Um, I really hope that like we can recreate the seventies, like the golden like decade of comedy. Uh, like I hope something like that happens again in the future when I'm alive, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, you're you're in charge of that, you know. Yeah. You're going to be a part of that. You're going to be a part of making that happen. Yeah. yeah, it is sort of cool. Like, a lot of people don't see... Like, comedy is a small world, but it also has, like, history. Like, like the, like, you know those, like, uh, what was it called? The comedy store, like, that com... What, what happened to the comedy... Like, the, the comedy store strike and stuff like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's there is so much history and so much mm-hmm. culture yeah. within comedy, mm-hmm. and comedy has such a powerful mm-hmm. effect on yeah. the culture at large as well. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when when times are the worst, comedy is its biggest. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. comedy is booming right now mm-hmm. again, yeah. and you could argue that there is a new renaissance in comedy mm-hmm. happening yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So you doing it right now, mm-hmm. you're part of that mm-hmm. next yeah. wave. You know, and you're mm-hmm. going to be part of propelling it forward. Yeah. And what the next mm-hmm the next norm of comedy is going to be. You're a part of that, Dustin. Yeah, I sort of also heard once that I took this class on... Do you know comedy therapy? No. Okay. So that's um, this company that does um, a lot of comedy stuff, and I took a class for it, and one of the things was, like, they were talking about how the future... Well, like, not the, like, future future, but, like, when the pandemic ends, how all these comedians should have all their jokes stockpiled from, like, they were writing quarantine and comedy. At first, it's not going to be a big boom. Then, like, two weeks after the quarantine, all these comedy clubs going to be open up. More comedy clubs are going to start to open, like, once that never even existed before. And comedy's just going to have this giant boom. I could see that happening for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you answered all my questions. It was a joy having you on here. So, um, yeah. So, goodbye. And, oh, yeah, before we leave, um, do you have any social media you would like to link? Yeah, I would say if you're listening to this, you clearly are a fan of comedy or you're Dustin's mom. So, (laughs) hello, Dustin's mom. My mom listens to my podcast (laughs) still, um... Thank you for supporting this young and aspiring comedian. I've listened to other episodes and his mindset around mm-hmm. believing he can become the next Bill Burr. Thank it's very you. inspiring. Someone even 11 years into the game, to have that mindset so young, I think, is mm-hmm. so important and valuable. Mm-hmm. So keep nurturing that mindset, Mom. And um, my mom did the same thing, and she's been an inspiring figure as well. So I'm not promoting your mom, but I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. if you love comedy, if you love Dustin's podcast, you definitely dig mine. It's called Hot Breath. Wherever you're listening to this podcast on your app, go search Hot Breath, Mm -hmm. click subscribe. I release new episodes every single Monday at 8 a.m. And we also have a YouTube channel. If you just go on YouTube and search Hot Breath, you can find the YouTube channel as well. Mm -hmm. And I have a comedy special I just released called The Trophy Husband that's available on my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. Self-produced. This is something I'm hoping to inspire comics with, Dustin, here is to start creating their own opportunities, to create their own success. Don't wait for outside opinion don't wait for outside acceptance create your own success i did that with my podcast i've done that with my comedy special done that with my own tours and i'm hoping you dustin doing this with your Mm -hmm, podcast i hope this just snowballs into Mm -hmm. more and more opportunities you're creating for yourself okay so bye man it was a joy having you on and goodbye